You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very good Thursday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thank you very much for winding with us, Stephen Strom here. Yeah, you can hear it in my voice. Marlins win 10 to an offensive explosion. As always, for the recap, here is your radio voice, Kyle Bad Boy Seeloff. Well, the good news from Coors Field here in Denver, Colorado on this Wednesday night is that the Fish are back into the win column. They hammer the Colorado Rockies 10-2 in Game 3 of this four-game series. They will try for a split in this four-game series tomorrow when Braxton Garrett takes the mound, and he'll go opposite of the lefty Kyle Freeland. But uh, let's break this one down for you tonight. Joining me here on the 10th inning show is Kelly Sacco. And, Kelly, uh, we'll start with Sandy Alcantara. Plenty to talk about on the offensive side of things tonight. But, Sandy, six innings, two runs, both earned, four hits, three walks, three strikeouts. Maybe not the Sandy of old, but um, he held steady here tonight. After giving up the leadoff triple to Blackman, followed by the RBI double to Profar, it was – it was a rocky start for Sandy, but the way that he was able to put all that aside, not let it bother him, just really focus in and getting the next three batters and Bryant Diaz and Moustakas, and he really settled down after that. He did have the three walks, so a little bit of a lack of command still, but able to work around the walks, able to work around a couple hits after that. After giving up the two hits in the first, only allowed two hits in the next five innings. So, Definitely some encouraging signs from Sandy. As you mentioned, it, may, it might not be the sharpness that we saw last season, but maybe something that he's figured out, something to build on. Well, for the Marlins, they had lost seven of Sandy's nine starts of this season. Sandy had not won a ball game since April 4th, and uh, he's back into the win column here tonight it had not been going well it goes well for sandy tonight went really well for an offense that was five for 12 with runners in scoring position they were two for 18 in the first two games of this series well i want to go to uh, let's start with jonathan davis how about this young man he gets traded on monday makes his marlins debut last night as a defensive replacement or as a pinch runner i beg your pardon tonight he goes three for four he hits a homer for the first time since 2021 just his fifth career big league homer so he kind of closes in on 200 career big league games but a couple of singles that was fun to watch from jonathan davis this evening that's quite the introduction to a new yeah. team hey welcome i'm here to help you win and that's exactly what skip schumacher says they bring guys in to help them win ball games that's exactly what jd davis did here tonight and that's not an easy thing to do when you you get picked up to a new ball club it's just there's definitely a factor of getting acclimated it, it's, it seems as if he got acclimated right away just being able to to do what he did at the plate really helped a struggling offense in miami and they picked him up for some stability in the outfield and for what he can do with his glove and ended up getting the production from his bat. Uh, working our way from the bottom up to the top, Jacob Stallings collects his first multi-hit performance of the season tonight. That was nice to see. A couple of doubles, a sack fly. That was uh, that was good to see from Jacob. And boy, did he need it, too. This is a guy who just has ha haven't been able to put together anything at the plate. It's really struggled. So to, to turn around and do what he did tonight, the RBI double in the fifth inning, a time where the Marlins really needed the runs coming up big. It, the sack fly in the sixth is, is something that I, I circled because 
staying out of a ground ball double play type of situation is huge. Something that the Marlins have struggled with, especially with the lack of speed from Stallings as well. Just to be able to put the ball in the air and get the ball deep enough, like that's situational hitting. So that plan and that approach is something that stands out. And then he follows it up with a double as his second double of the night in the eighth. So maybe something clicked, maybe doing something a little differently, hoping that this is a success that he can take you know a game that he could look at and take take some positives from to build on in the future working our way north how about yuli guriel back-to-back games in which he's got three hits although tonight he gets his first four hit game of the season he was four for four with a triple his first since 2019 and three singles that's one that doesn't surprise me as much because this guy's a professional hitter we've said it yes he's struggled in the month of may but this guy knows what he's doing up there he's got a plan he is a veteran Mm mm-hmm and he showed us why. He goes up there, he pitches, he hits what he's pitched, doesn't try to do too much, and he came up big for the Marlins tonight. And one more for you, Kelly, before we listen to the highlights. How about Jorge Soler? It's another mammoth homer tonight, a couple of more extra base hits. I love that we've been able to just go down the lineup and talk about guy after guy after guy. It's, a, it's something that the Marlins needed, but someone who's been great for them all year. Jorge Soler, 14th home run. That was a no-doubter. That wasn't – I mean, he, he rarely hits those that barely get over, but that one was a mammoth shot. I thought was going to take out the scoreboard there for a second. It's 14th on the year. Great to see him continuing to produce. All right, Kelly, good stuff. Uh, one more time here in Denver tomorrow. We've got ourselves a 310 Eastern time first pitch. Braxton Garrett on the mound. Thank you very much. I'll see you then. Let's do it. Well, this is actually a come-from-behind effort for the Marlins tonight. That's because the Rockies jumped out to a one nothing lead after a leadoff triple by Charlie Blackman against Sandy Alcantara leading off the bottom of the first inning. Jurickson Profar gave the Rockies a one nothing advantage. So the count is 3-0 on Jurickson Profar. After the Blackman leadoff triple here at the bottom of the first, and the 3-0 pitch is hit down the right field line. That's extra bases in a run for the Colorado Rockies. Profar is around first. He's headed towards second. He'll be content with an RBI double. So it's a triple and a double to start the ball game for the Colorado Rockies. And Colorado has a 1-0 early lead here in the first inning over Sandy Alcantara in the Marlins. It was a lead for the 25-year-old right-hander Carl Kaufman. That lead would last until the fourth couple of men on base for the Marlins. Yuli Gurriel at the plate. 0-2 offering is a ground ball hit. Back up the middle and a base hit for Yuli Gurriel with two outs here in the fourth. Oh, it's a big one. The Marlins have been plagued by the lack of offense with runners in scoring position, but that's a big base knock for Yuli Gurriel. It chases home Luis Arise from second. And this ball game is all level at one apiece here in the fourth. And after the Guriel RBI single with Joey Wendell batting, we had a rather unconventional steal of home. Count is one and two on Joey Wendell. A base hit would give the Marlins the lead. The sun has set here in Colorado. The pitch is low throw to second. They've got him hung up in a rundown. Guriel, and now the runner, De La Cruz, is breaking towards the plate. Throw to third. Now a throw to the plate. It hits De La Cruz. He's safe. He's safe. The Marlins tried to pull that off in San Francisco last weekend. It didn't work, but it works here tonight. The Marlins have a 2-1 to lead. McMahon's throw to Diaz hit Brian De La Cruz square in the back, and the Marlins lead 2-1. to So the Marlins got two in the fourth, and they would never look back in this ballgame tonight. In the fifth, first and third, nobody out for John Birdie. Pitch the birdie, swung on, hit in the air, deep right field. Bryant's going back, still going back. Warning track wall, makes the catch. 
Jacob Stallings will tag from third. He will score. Nicely done by John Birdie. Stallings hits the plate. It's 3-1 to one Miami here in the fifth. Perfectly executed by. And after the sack fly by Birdie, Jorge Soler singled, and that set the table with one out in the fifth inning for Luis Arise. 2-1 pitch. Here's a swing of the ball. Hit towards the gap right center field. This is going to get down for a base hit. It's going to roll all the way to the warning track. Rounding third and scoring is J.D. Davis. Behind him is Jorge Soler. He'll score as well. It's a one-out, two-run double for Luis Arise. And the Marlins have a 5-1 lead. Arise couldn't have hit that ball. That would knock Carl Kaufman out of the ball game. Peter Lambert came in, and he would stay for a while. Marlins got three in the fifth. They got two more in the sixth. The first in the sixth coming courtesy of Jacob Stallings with Yuli Gurriel at third and one out. 2-1 pitch. In the air. Shallow. Right field. Here comes Bryant. He makes the catch. Here comes Gurriel. Throw comes in towards the plate. Catch and a tag. Not in time. It's a sack fly for Jacob Stallings. He gets the job done here for the sixth. Scoring is Yuli Gurriel, and the Marlins have a 6-1 lead. And a nice night from Jacob Stallings. And leading 6-1, nobody on, two out in the sixth inning for Jonathan Davis. Here's Jonathan Davis. Pitch is hit in the air, fairly deep right field. Bryant is going back. He's out of the warning track. At the wall, it's gone! Jonathan Davis in his first start as a Marlin goes deep. He's got two hits tonight. He also singled in the fifth. But Jonathan Davis goes deep, and now it's 7-1 Miami. So 7-1, Marlins led this ball game in the bottom of the sixth inning. Elias Diaz led off for the Colorado Rockies. He hit a solo shot. It was his fifth of the season, and the Marlins' lead was trimmed to 7-2. We go to the top of the seventh inning in this ball game tonight. Leading off the top of the seventh inning for the Marlins was Jorge Soler. The 1-0 pitch to Jorge Soler said, high in the air. This baby ain't coming back. Oh, where's it going to land? Where's it going to land? Oh, my goodness. Jorge Soler, you are a bad, bad boy. That's his 14th home run of the season. It's 8-2 Marlins lead here in the seventh. And fast forward four batters later in the top of the seventh inning. There were two aboard. There were two outs, and Joey Wendell was the batter. And the 3-1 pitch is hit in the air to left field, backing up his pro far. He's still going back onto the warning track at the wall. That baseball's off the top of the wall. Scoring easily is Hampson from third. Flying around third, headed towards the plate is Gurriel. Throw comes into third. Joey Wendell is out there, but two runs are going to score. It'll be a two-out, two-run double for Joey Wendell. The Marlins get two more runs. They've got a 10-2 lead after six and a half innings of play here in Colorado tonight. That is a three run. And 10 would be plenty for the Marlins this evening. For the first time this season, the Marlins score 10 or more runs in a ball game for the first time since May 9th. They win a game by three or more runs. This is a come from behind win. It's the 13th for the Marlins this season. Sandy Alcantara went the first six. The bullpen was perfect tonight. They punched out five, Okert, Hoeing, and Scott in order in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth. And for the Miami Marlins pitching staff tonight, they strike out eight, and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 10-2 win over the Colorado Rockies. Offense up and down the lineup got countries just about everybody held the field. Oh, finally see the run starts coming after having a live chance the last few games. 
be able to see everything come together. There's a lot of guys that have been hitting the ball hard, just got no love. I think Yuli has been outstanding the whole series, um, squaring up balls. Righties, lefties, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, having him back, you know, after a little bit of a funk, I guess, uh, has been nice to see. Not really his fault. I haven't been playing him too much either. So um, it's just trying to find ways to get him in the lineup. And because I know he's a, a run producer, um, you know, Davis, little spark plug, Oppa home run, um, some good plays. I just thought thought he had a really good game. And then obviously Solaire just keeps going. It's just been fun to watch him. And, you know, we talk about guys that can change the score. And he's he's been doing that um, the whole series. So a good offensive output, you know, throughout. Yeah, with Yuli specifically, seven hits the last two games, like you mentioned, just finding that playing time. Just how tough is that when you know what he can do, but also knowing just with the configuration with your line to try to get him in there? It's hard. Yeah, it's it's not easy because he, he plays first. And, uh, you know, you got Cooper there that was an all-star last year and um, just trying to find ways of, you know, he's taking ground balls at third and, and second and taking fly balls the other day. So, you know, we're going to try to be creative as much as we can because that bat for me is real and our staff loves him in the lineup. It's just a different look and he's going to put it in play hard somewhere, whether or not to hit or not. Um, it's, it's the other it's the question, but I just, you know, I love where he's at. So, um, you know, trying to be creative is all. Sandy, six innings, they ambush and get some hard contact the first inning and then settles in afterwards. What stood out to you about how he did tonight? I think he settled in after the second inning. Uh, the second inning, there wasn't a lot of balls that were hit hard. Um, the two-seamer was really working. He didn't really have a feel for the four-seam. I thought the two-seam was really good, and um, obviously the changeup was effective. So uh, there wasn't a ton of hard contact after that second inning, and felt like he really settled in. Um, Arise, I know they say it was precautionary for you taking out. Just any concerns with him, or how's he doing? Yeah, just cramping and um, didn't feel like it was, you know, with the six or seven run lead at the time, didn't really feel like it was a need to push him. Can you pinpoint um, any part of the game where you felt like momentum flipped for you guys i never feel comfortable here so i no because i mean i've been a part of games where i've lost in the ninth inning uh up eight so no i don't ever feel comfortable Uh, we keep going keep pushing and um you know when the game's over that's when i feel comfortable with with yuli um when you guys acquired him um what were your initial thoughts about what you might get has he surpassed that and also what does he bring to this club just as a veteran presence who's won well, you said it. He's a winning player, Gold Glover, Silver Slugger, knows what it takes to you know to win um, and to get into the postseason. Uh, knows what preparation looks like. Um, doesn't play every day, but he's working every day just in case he gets the opportunity. There's guys that are around him in his locker every single day for a reason because there's so much knowledge and um, guys are learning from him whether it's the young guys or even the veteran in Solaire. So um, he's been a huge addition to us or for us, and uh, just glad to have him on our team. Uh, the double steal, I guess the Del Cruz coming home, just had one of those situations in San Fran. You see Seattle went there, and then for you guys to get it this time, just what was going on there? Was that called a double steal, or was it just when De La saw Yuli go that just started going there in the rundown? Yeah, we got to clean the base running yeah. up. Uh, the bottom line that that was not a, that was not called, um, but you know you don't want them to be robots either. They saw some something and tried to take advantage of a situation. However, um, they're just a couple things that you know we just got to tighten up uh, if we want to get to where we want to get to. Um, you know, it was a couple base running mistakes in San Fran, and um, you know a couple here uh, the last couple games. Um, so even though it worked out and Daly did a, the right thing of going inside and getting the ball. Um, it, Ball's hit in the middle of his back. 
it wasn't um, it wasn't uh, maybe the right situation just because of a, a couple other factors that we've talked about and we'll clean it up you know we'll get better at it all right that was manager skip schumacher i had a chance to catch up with jacob stallings last night after his two for three performance he's three for six in the series and called a really nice game with sandy alcantara let's hear what jacob had to say following the win all right, Kyle, thank you very much. We're here with Jacob Stallings, two for three, two doubles today. Jacob, more importantly, your team snaps a three-game skid. Let's just talk a little bit about your approach at the play tonight. How good does it feel to contribute on that side of the things? Yeah, it's great. Um, I said it after the game, uh, I think, what, Monday? I don't even know what day it is. Um, you know, it's nice to contribute offensively. Obviously, I've struggled so far this year. And, um, you know, when you do that, you're just like, feel like you're letting the team down. So. Um, it's really nice to come through, and it was great. The guys gave Sandy run support, and it's not something we've done a whole lot. So, um, you know, he, he did his thing from there. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Sandy. Six innings, four hits, two runs. He really calmed down after that first. How would you evaluate his start today? Yeah, I mean, you said it. I mean, like, you know, he gives up the leadoff triple, then a double, and, you know, we're down one nothing after two hitters, and um, it easily could have unraveled from there. I mean, he uh, – but he kept him at second base the rest of that inning, and – you know, luckily we were able to score some runs, and um, I was just really proud of him. I mean, he's been he's been battling, and you know, I feel like pitching better than his numbers show. So I was really happy for him that he had a good day today, and we gave him run support and got the win. What do you think of Jonathan Davis's Marlin debut? It's pretty good. I don't know if you can do much better than that. Uh, I've played JD, you know, and coming up in the minor leagues, so I know him a little bit. But yeah, super happy for him. I mean. Um, you know, getting contribution from the bottom of the order. I mean, we got guys at the top that, that can that can bang. So um, any kind, anytime we can contribute at the bottom too, it's, it makes our lineup that much deeper. Jacob, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right, Kyle, back to you. All right, we are right back at it. It's going to be a 3-10 start at Coors Field, the last game, game four of this four-game series with the Colorado Rockies. Marlins looking to split the series. Braxton Garrett takes the hill for Miami which means I've got Marlins on deck at 240. Again, a 310 first pitch on the Marlins Radio Network. As always, let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 